0: Hello and welcome back. If it's your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time. If it's your first time, welcome. <laughs> I am currently in Dubai retreating in this very interesting time whilst the majority of the world are on lockdown. Um because of coronavirus. So I thought what a great time to record an episode on this podcast talking about the energetics of everything that's going on right now. So from a viewpoint of what we're experiencing as a Collective, which is an energetic shift. And I am staying with my sister at the moment and her beautiful, wonderful kids. So if you can hear children screaming in the background, that is those two little naughty, amazing rascals. Um, plus, you might hear some other background noises. So I'm going to, I've, I've tried and kind of uh, isolated in my room just for this episode, uh, to minimize noise as much as possible. So if you can hear background noise, please bear with me. But as always, I am recording this from bed, which is where I find most of my dreaming, thinking, reflecting happens. So here we are. And for those of you who are new to this podcast, welcome. My name is Lana. I I'm um, the founder of Lifespace, a wellness space in London, Notting Hill. and I'm also a certified nutritional therapist, yoga teacher and student, reiki practitioner, but uh, most importantly, a human <laughs> with feelings and emotions and uh, I'm very passionate about how we live our human experience and what it means to truly live from the essence of our truth, from the essence of uh, where we come from and where we return to the source, which uh, for me in my experience is very much... situated or experienced in the heart. Um, Coming from love, returning to love, and I believe it is our sole purpose to unlearn and heal through lessons and patterns we may have acquired in this life from a past life, if that is your belief, or uh, if not, we have lessons in this life that we need to heal through, to grow through, and that ultimately sheds layers of conditioning, um, pains, that take us back to love. So I believe everybody's sole purpose here, whilst we're here, is always to return to love the purest being the purest vibration the most healing vibration and of course getting there is never going to be easy (laughs) and it's shedding a lot of layers and it's it's revisiting wounds and it's painful and it's messy and it's uh, really delving deep into the truths of who we are, so removing any masks we've built up, and that's what this podcast is really all about. It's, it's the journey, it's the journey to love. Uh, so I love to uh, include all the dark, uh, the shadows, the, the stuff that we push aside a lot of the time, the stuff that we neglect um, or cast aside and reject, uh, as not worthy or as not lovable, when in essence those are uh, make up the entire self, all these different aspects make up the entire self. So it's, it's really about accepting ourselves wholly as we are with the dark and the light. And so we tend to cover a lot of um, uh, topics on here that, you know, uh, connect us as human. So here we are, uh, back again, and um, there are so many different subjects I want to cover on this topic of us being here and where we are right now um, at this time in our lives with you know this pandemic that is spreading like wildfire, and I'm going to keep this one to energetics for now. And I will record one very shortly on fear because that's a very big topic of mine Um, that I really would love to delve into. So, what is going on? We all sort of started this year with probably hopes and dreams and aspirations and, new year resolutions if that's your thing and visions and um for me especially you know I started this year everything was going great my health I was on top of that uh relationship uh work started to really uh take off and you know was you know we finally sort of got past our first year of being open at Lifespace which is the trickiest year for anyone that owns a business or runs a business the first year I'm sure you all know is always the hardest and it felt like we just got over that hurdle and things were going really great and maybe for others as well it didn't start off uh, on a great note maybe it was difficult from the start of the year um, perhaps you were grieving a loss uh, perhaps Things weren't going as we expected that um, thief of joy expectation that we put on things. Um, you know, so so regardless, it was almost just another year happening. And then all of a sudden, we're hearing in the distant news an outbreak of a virus in china and for those of us who don't live in china it probably seemed like something quite distant it's not going to affect us oh not us we're okay and slowly or quite quickly actually uh you know the virus spreads and now we're finding it a global threat uh, not just to the health of humanity but also to our economy so on a financial Side, business side, it's affecting everybody worldwide. Unemployment uh, is becoming greater. Small businesses, uh, even like ourselves, are suffering. And um, there's so much that is being impacted globally. Uh, People have lost loved ones people have suffered through the virus, maybe recovered in the end, Uh, people in isolation living alone, experiencing extreme loneliness, disconnection, you know, so there all of a sudden is this wild pandemic that is shaking everyone up entirely, bringing up mass fear and mass panic and mass um, uncertainty and, and all these uncomfortable emotions that we usually do our best to avoid and now all of a sudden we're being forced to face this with not really much choice so it's a very 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 interesting time and I've been sort of taking a step back from being online too much or um, engaging too much in this topic, because I've just really wanted to observe and reflect what is actually going on. And it's very interesting, when you can pull yourself outside of the mass hysteria, you can see a lot more clearly. And that's it's a a very big meditation practice, to be able to observe rather than react. So before getting caught up in the reaction, can we slow ourselves down and say hang on a moment and find a quiet place to sit and to be and observe rather than react. So we're watching what's happening rather than becoming everything that is going on. And that's a very helpful tool that we can all access when we put or when we engage in awareness of ourselves. So are we able to catch ourselves in our actions? It's a very mindfulness practice. It's being very mindful. It's being very awake to ourselves, to our own uh, actions, behavioral patterns. And it's, it's really waking up. being awake to our own shit to be able to observe how we are in situations rather than everyone else to hang on a moment I'm reacting to this right now and I'm aware I'm reacting to this right now can I take a step back and look at everything that's going on and that's very very difficult when we have the seeds of fear planted so heavily inside of us, seeds of fear, of um, anxiety, of uncertainty, because the, the less we've worked through healing those wounds, the more we are likely to react. So the greater the reaction, the bigger the indication that we have those seeds within us that have been neglected or I guess have been watered so much, that the fear is so great that when we're in reaction, it's very hard to actually even notice that we're in reaction because the trigger of that wound is so deep. So we become very unaware of ourselves and we get caught in this, this stream, this fast running stream of mass hysteria. So this is all happening, and all of a sudden it's beyond our control, and control is a very interesting trait that humans, we all love to attach ourselves to, control, because it's, it's one way we feel safe. If I can control the outcome of my external reality, I know I am safe. Because it's up to me what happens. I navigate. So all of a sudden that control is being taken away from us and we're left with feelings of incredible or an incredible lack of safety completely shaken our foundations completely shaken and we can really visualise from an energetic concept you know the our foundations where our safety and and that, that energy of safety and security and surviving in the world lies in our root chakra, at the base of our spine. And that is also the energy center. So if you imagine the base of your spine at the very base sort of where your groin is, that is our root chakra, the color red or dark, black, that is is the energy center of where we also feel grounded. So when fear is being so heavily activated, and this worry around survival, or not being able to survive, and this lack of sense of security, we really want to work on nourishing the root chakra, the root energy center because that is what helps us feel grounded, secure, safe. And I'll get into that in a little bit and talk about ways in which we can ground ourselves. So we're being stripped of this safety. Our foundations are being shaken. We are in uncertain times or as I'd like to say we're in a transitioning period a huge transitioning period but of course we see that as uncertainty as humans we don't find transition periods comfortable we always need to be in the know of what's going to happen what's happening now what's going to happen next we're always looking ahead You know, on a smaller scale, it's through holding listening circles. I so often have come across amazing men and women who have sat and and voiced their uncertainty around specific things in life. For example, not being employed, not knowing what they want to do, what road they want to go down, um, what they're passionate about. And they describe that phase as being lost, uncertain, confused, when actually all it is is a transitioning period from one phase to another. And it's within that transition period that so much change does happen. So whilst we think that nothing is happening, there is so much that is going on that is leading us to another phase. So, we're in this time. Everyone is being asked to quarantine, to sit at home. People have been asked to work remotely. Some people have been laid off of work entirely. Some are self-employed and are trying to find new inventive ways of earning an income. Mostly, everyone is being asked to slow down. For me, that's a dream come true. (laughs) So much of my practice is on slowing down, whether it's meditation, yin yoga, harnessing the energy of yin, which is the divine feminine, which is the slowing down, the being, the nurturing, the nourishing, the cooling, the nighttime, the stillness, the silence. that inwards energy, where we're not expanding our energy outwards, we're moving inwards. And that is exactly what this time is. And this is exactly what I wanted to speak about. As a practitioner of, of, I think, very heavily yin-based practices, I feel very passionate about this time, and I actually see it as a very exciting time. And I'll explain why. So the entire world is being asked to slow down. And (laughs) we are a nation that has survived and understood that the only way to survive is to just keep going, keep going. Don't stop, go, 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 go. And that is very heavily linked to the divine masculine energy. So I'll explain this energetic concept quickly for those who are new to the concept of yin and yang, which is a Taoist concept, Um, but also it's a a very well-known energetic concept in all realms of of, uh, energy medicine. And that is that we have these two polar opposite, but Together, very harmonizing energies, and that is the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And they are not linked to genders at all, specifically. It's not a human concept or physical concept, it's totally energetic. So, we all possess these two opposing energies that we need to coexist together in a healthy balance to experience harmony so all of nature and all of humans and everything around us comprises of both this masculine and feminine energy and there will always be one that is slightly more dominant than the other and that's totally natural however when, when one energy is, is more heavily dominant than the other we experience an imbalance also. So there can be a heavy dominance of the divine feminine or heavy dominance of the divine masculine. And both pose imbalances that can show physically or uh, emotionally or energetically in the way that we act and react. And I'll talk through those now. So the divine masculine, first and foremost, is very much associated with action the doing the going the getting it's our sort of driving force it's the, it's associated with the sun daylight the heat shiva energy the go 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 um so you can understand why we need this energy it's it's what sort of wakes us up and and gets us going and, and puts things into action. And the divine feminine is the opposite, of course. So it's the slowing down, the nighttime, the stillness, the moving inwards, the quiet, the cooling, the moon, the Shakti energy, Shiva and Shakti are representations of yin and yang in Hindu tradition. It is the divine feminine. So you can also understand why we need this to create balance the same way we have day and night, the sun and moon, hot and cold, We always have these opposing forces in life that we need both to live harmoniously. That's how the whole of nature works. The seasons are associated with these energetic concepts as well. Summer being the hotter months. Naturally, more associated with a yang energy, the divine masculine energy. Everything is alive and awake and blooming, growing, fertile. And then the winter months are associated more with a yin energy. Everything turns inwards into hibernation. Days are, are darker, quieter. Things come to a bit of a halt. The stillness. So, for a very long time, humanity has, for at least my entire lifetime, I'm 31, (laughs) has operated on a very intense dominance of this divine masculine energy where everything has just been go, 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 go. And that is how we have understood that we need to survive. So much so that when people slow down or are forced into stillness, we don't know what to do with ourselves or we feel guilty for resting or we feel as though we're not doing enough or we're not... yeah just, just we're not doing enough and that's these are such common beliefs because we haven't allowed ourselves to honor the balance by bringing in more yin energy and on an individual level this has caused exhaustion High levels of stress, which have manifested also into physical illness. We know in science that stress is the number one killer. is also a great cause of, of huge diseases like heart disease, strokes, heart attacks, cancer. Stress completely plummets our immune system, as does fear. So we get more sick. We experience illnesses linked to adrenal fatigue. Adrenal glands are our glands that produce our stress and, and um, our stress hormones, primarily, and adrenaline. And we need this in small amounts, but constantly being activated, we experience things like adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion, uh, which lead to other physical ailments. so you can see on an individual level how much this we experience anxiety depression from being burnt out so we experience the imbalance of this on an individual level and now that we understand how it can affect us on an individual level and again we look at this from an energetic concept we can see how this then affects the entire collective and our earth. So physically, all of us being on the go, constantly, very fast paced, always looking at what's next, what's next, what's next, has exhausted our resources on this planet where deforestation has become huge, pollution has become huge, the earth cannot keep up with us. And yes, there are arguments of that we are overpopulated. But just looking at these last few weeks, specifically in China, one of the, the, the most heavily populated places on our earth, just from slowing down, just from people staying in more, they have seen for the first time in decades clear skies from the lack of pollution coming through humans' movement, daily movement, transportation, going, doing. The earth has seen rivers, clear up. It's amazing to look at how much and how quickly the earth can regenerate when we all slow down. And it's frightening to see what the earth is experiencing through our lifetimes of being the opposite, being so on the go. So whatever the theories are around this virus, where it came from, how it started, there's many conspiracy theories as well. I'm not going to go into any of this, but for whatever reason, this virus has come about. To me, I'm observing this time as a really great big time of transition from the divine masculine from being so heavily dominated by this divine masculine energy into the shift of the divine feminine which has been slowly happening slowly happening over the last few years and now it's just happening at a rapid it's still going to take some time but it's happening not in a rapid way, but in in a catastrophic way. And that's what all these years were bringing us to this very moment. Something that we were going to have to experience collectively on a mass scale, shaking up almost every individual living today to unearth and uncover all of the pain, the dark, and the shadows we hold within us as individuals. And energetically, that is what this is, is it's all our collective unconscious showing up. All the fear, all the pain, all the panic, all the greed, all the war, everything that we have been hiding, everything that we have been rejecting in our unconscious is now coming up into the conscious collective. The healing work is very hard work. It's not sort of just go and chase the light and sit with Buddha all day as if nothing's wrong. A lot of the time we embark on a healing journey when we have experienced some sort of a trauma, a trauma that forces us into grief trauma can be anything i mean it, it can you know it's usually associated with such big dramatic events but that's not entirely the only truth trauma can be being humiliated on stage at school when we were six years old trauma can be um abuse at home trauma can be uh a horrible memory witnessing something as a child trauma can be an accident. Trauma can be, you know, there are many, many ways in which we experience trauma. And when the trauma is big enough, it forces us into change. It forces us, we we look for a faith of some sort to help us to survive. And not just survive, but to really transform that trauma into something more beautiful, into a gift that we then have the ability to gift to others. And that is so much the cycle of life as well, of the healing journey specifically. You know, we heal our own wounds, we, from our teachers, from guidance, from whatever it may be, we receive these beautiful gifts and then we pass these gifts on to others. So it's a it's a, a very interesting time. And it's been very interesting to observe the reactions that we are seeing and hearing throughout this global pandemic of everyone being asked to slow down. We're seeing everyone's fears come up pains sadness anger frustration it's all emerging it's all coming up and now we're being forced to sit with it so we became so comfortable in our own distraction of constantly being on the go which is probably one of the greatest distractions from moving away from ourselves, from our inner selves, because we're constantly looking outside of ourselves, what's next, where to, where are we going, bam, 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 it's always outside of us, when the balance of bringing, and that's the yang energy, when the balance of bringing the yin energy, and so yang energy is very expansive, it's very, it's an outwards energy. But the balance of yin energy is bringing that inwards, in, it's cultivating that inwards energy, which is to seek in, within oneself, to go inwards, to go on an inside journey, to truly get to know oneself, to sit with our feelings, to sit with our emotions, to look inwards rather than outwards. But without having that practice in place, for decades and for lifetimes, we've been so used to everything outside of ourselves. When the real source lies within, our real power lies within, it's not outside of us, it's in here. Our intuition, our wisdom, But when we've been taught to constantly seek outside of ourselves, we put our trust and dependency in everything and anything but ourselves. And so ultimately, we're giving our power away. Yet when we can cultivate an inwards practice, and we can cultivate practices where we are choosing to trust our own innate power that we are all born with, our own innate wisdom, our own innate intuition, our own guidance. We become independent. We understand that we are our own healers. We understand that we are our own creators. However, cultivating more inwards practices means seeing ourselves entirely for who we are, practicing practices of acceptance and love, which in the long run is one of the most powerful gifts we can give to ourselves is acceptance, full and whole acceptance for all aspects of ourselves, not just the parts that we see as lovable, the light and the joy and the happiness. But the parts that we have maybe taught or been taught are unlovable, our jealousy, our darkness, our shadows, the way we do things maybe in in one way or another that we reject, we don't love about ourselves, so we reject our traumas, our wounds, our pain, we neglect. And when we've neglected and avoided those for so long, for so long, we like to imagine that they disappear, but they don't, they pile up and up and up and up and they sit in our bodies, waiting to explode, until we eventually experience anxiety, which in my experience is an overwhelm of all of these emotions that we hold in, that we suppress. Or we experience depression, to depress. It's all of these things that we've been suppressing our entire lives. Begging for our attention, begging for our acceptance, begging for our love, but we continue to ignore. We take medication that numbs us, we're told we just need to keep going we just need to keep doing we're a failure if we feel like we can't we're a failure if we have days where we can't get out of bed and then we feel even worse we feel as if we're a burden to society so even in our social constructs there has been such a lack of space to allow, again, more for this inwards energy, to allow that sitting, that stillness, that being, being able to be and feel with whatever it is we're experiencing. And that is the exact reason life space came into creation and was birthed. It's life space is a very yin space. So for those who have not yet visited the space, we our whole ethos is we only hold practices there that cult that are predominantly yin-based. So it's all about slowing down, it's about stillness, it's about quiet. And especially in a city like London, you know, London harnesses that dominating male yang energy so heavily that we really need to bring the balance of yin energy back in to bring us back to our true nature, one that is of harmony, of balance with both yin and yang. So now that everybody is being forced to slow down, it's all of a sudden a moment to stop, to stop running, to stop being distracted, to stop avoiding and all of a sudden people are being faced with some of their deepest darkest most disgusting shit (laughs) and anyone that's been through their healing journeys knows how intensely painful that can be and we are now unearthing that on a mass level and we're seeing it as a mass hysteria. The intense fear, the intense anxiety, the intense panic, which if you're an empath and you're very energy sensitive, you will feel even if it's not your own. And that's exactly how I felt a few weeks ago. And I've been trying to maintain and and create practices to continue to ground and protect me because as a collective or as an energy practitioner or anyone who believes in the theories of energy we can understand that what I am, you are what we, and, and that is what we all are so we're all one essentially what you feel, I feel what the whole collective feels what the whole collective is experiencing is really a manifestation of all our individual energies manifesting outwards. We are transmitters and receivers of energy. So what we transmit out, we receive, whether we're conscious or unconscious. Energy doesn't need us to be conscious. Whatever we are embodying at an energetic level, we are transmitting. Whatever we are transmitting, we are opening ourselves out to receiving. You know, I always use that when I meet someone or someone comes into my life or an experience comes into my life, especially when it's not a pleasant experience or it's uncomfortable or it's bringing up some bad things. I always think, okay, where is that present in me that is allowing this energy to come into my life? It's mirroring. So we are experiencing this this kind of collective mass grief happen through fear, through through everyone's fear and sadness and um, anger all coming to surface. And the reaction to that has been so fascinating to watch as it's being met with a restlessness, it's being met with frustration, it's being met with boredom, it's being met with a desire to keep running, to keep doing. You know, I'm seeing now that things are physically shut, everyone's rushing to online, Yes, we have an, a means to survive. Yes, people, we all, you know, financially this is a huge crisis for many, especially many losing jobs. Um, We're all in this together. It has affected everyone um, in so many different ways. Uh, and that almost also, gives us more of an opportunity to slow down in understanding that we are all experiencing this together at the same time. Perhaps now is not a time to do. Perhaps what we're being forced to do is really slow down. So whilst we're all rushing to try and continue to make ends meet, which yes, is a necessity, of course, we need to survive, we need food to eat, we need to to live. Um, But is this breaking down a structure and a system that we've had in place for so long, which heavily comes from the result of divine masculine energy? The divine masculine energy is also uh, associated with structures and systems. Whereas the divine feminine energy, the yin energy, is a lot more fluid, it's creative, it's a lot more loose, less structure. You can sort of imagine uh, yang energy as a square and yin as a circle. Straight lines, structure, yang. Fluidity, curves, yin. So it's so interesting even just to see that whilst we're being forced to slow down for the benefit of our own good and for the good of the entire planet, yet we're still rushing to do in any way that we can. And I think the best thing that we can do right now is to stop doing and to really start being. Switching off from the online world, switching off from the outside world, which is our external reality. Online world is also sometimes maybe a false reality, not all the time, but sometimes. So how can we dedicate this time to being more in our internal reality is by simply cultivating practices that bring us into presence, into our present environment, into this present moment here and now, which is all we essentially ever have. And there are many mindfulness practices in Buddhism and in many traditions and many cultures that practice this way of being because it has been shown and has been linked to our well-being. Less stress, more care, creativity, happiness, joy, being present, being really fully there in the moment, living in the moment with, no, with, with, with whatever it is that we're experiencing, even if that moment is full of fear, is full of anxiety, sitting with that and feeling that, acknowledging it, we allow it to pass and we recognize and we can then cultivate a practice of gratitude that acknowledges those parts of ourselves that are calling out for our attention and then also practicing being grateful for the things that do nurture us, no matter how big or how small those may be. And by acknowledging those aspects of ourselves, we allow ourselves to heal, we allow ourselves to love ourselves wholly for who we are and that love that we feel for ourselves is the love that we then transmit all around us that is the love that we feed the collective consciousness but if we're constantly avoiding and neglecting and pushing aside our fear our anxiety our pain The same way we are seeing that now on a mass level, these decades and lifetimes of all of that that we've neglected finally coming up to surface like a giant world purge, we will always see in our collective. So now is this beautiful opportunity to allow all of that to come up, which it is anyways, if we have a choice or not, it's happening. And that is this collective shift where it's almost like we are in the transition phase, which we've been working up towards for many, many, many years, we are in this transition phase that is finally purging all these remnants, all these experiences of the darkest shadows within. We're purging all of that to bring us to a new change, a new life, a new existence, a new way, and already we've been able to see how this time has yes brought up all of these things, but also brought up gratitude. They can both coexist at the same time, and that's the importance of gratitude. And 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 again, opposing uh, energies. Um, and polar opposite energies that are actually harmonious together. It's yes, we feel the fear and the pain and the angst and all of that, and at the same time, we can also still experience gratitude. And it's the gratitude that gets us healing, that gets that keeps us um, growing, cultivating gratitude. Really helps to continue to cultivate joy, peace. So, we're already experiencing during this time this gratitude that's coming around for, you know, usual everyday life that we take for granted. People are becoming deeply grateful for perhaps what we always took for granted the very daily little things just being able to go out being able to see friends the importance of human connection has never been so heavily appreciated as it has been now because we've always been on the go or too busy or perhaps not made enough time for our loved ones. And now we're recognizing the importance of that connection of community, which is something we have lost for so long. So even though we think that we've only been you know, in this period for the last few months of social distancing, we have socially distanced ourselves for years through just not being present in our day-to-day lives, for constantly being on the go, for being so busy, for being wrapped in our own work, for being, you know, so many different reasons, distractions. But now on an extreme level of being forced to really socially distance, we're experiencing the immense importance of human connection and community. And we're experiencing deep gratitude for all the things we take for granted on a daily, daily basis. Some of us are also experiencing the gratitude of being able to slow down, of being able to feel relieved like they can rest, like we can rest. Like We have this time all of a sudden, time to spend with family and friends, time to spend doing things that we've always wanted to do, cooking, writing, reading, learning, um, dancing, creating. Some people are sleeping better. Some people are still in the cycles of fear and perhaps unable to sleep. I'm going to do a separate episode on the dealing with fear because we're running up to an hour already and I'll do that in an episode explaining fear and, and grounding exercises, which I already have an episode up here on ways that we can ground, um, but, but we can uh, definitely record another one together. So we're going through this time And the best that we can do is to simply surrender. Take this as an opportunity to really sit and surrender to yourselves. To allow what you're feeling to be felt. First thing in the morning, last thing at night, whenever it may be, take a moment, even if it's just five minutes of your day, to sit in a quiet, comfortable place and just check in with how you are feeling. Today I feel really anxious, today I feel really scared, today I feel uncertain, I have no idea what's going on. Those are all valid feelings. Without needing to judge or make sense of, just simply sit and acknowledge these feelings. And a lot of the time that is enough. Perhaps we allow ourselves the space to feel these feelings and then emotions arise. We might cry, we might feel we need to shout, scream. And all of those practices are welcome and if you feel those emotions arise, do it. Scream into a pillow, beat the shit out of your bed. (laughs) Journal Journal it all down, write it out, dance around your room, put on some really loud music, shake it out. Cry if you need to cry. A few weeks ago, I stood in the shower and just allowed myself to cry. I was ridden with uncertainty and fear. When we do this, we allow this emotion, which is simply energy in motion, to just pass through. We allow it to be relieved. We give ourselves that presence and we allow it to move through us. And then we can sit in gratitude and enjoy and in healing, where we might be called to take extra care of ourselves, a form of loving ourselves. We may feel so emotional and whilst we allow things to be relieved and released, we then, it is so important we come into a practice of nurture, of nurturing. The same way we would look at a little child who was crying and we would allow them to cry and we'd hold them in our arms. And maybe say reassuring words like, it's okay. Give them a bath, make them a nourishing meal, give them a good cuddle. And it's literally putting that practice to ourselves. And that is the important part of healing. It's, It's allowing these uncomfortable emotions to be and then giving ourselves the love that we need. And so it is, on this last note, totally natural that we are feeling all these very uncomfortable emotions right now, it is totally natural. We are going to be feeling everything uncomfortable that we've been sitting with for so long and it's all coming up at once and it's totally natural that we allow ourselves to accept these aspects of ourselves and rather than continuing to do what we've always done, which is to run away and avoid them, we give ourselves that moment to actually be with them as if they were all our little friends. All these emotions can be seen as all our little friends begging, begging for us to love them. And so we welcome them in and we give them the love they deserve. We give them the space they deserve to be in that room with us. And without trying to change or judge, we love them. And then we love ourselves. And we find relief in this space. And that is the love we transmit into the entire collective, which is where this big transition is taking us to. We're bringing in the divine yin, the divine feminine energy to bring us back into harmony, which is what the earth, has been calling for, which is what we have been calling for, which is what the collective needs, which is what the planet needs, is this reharmonizing of the yin and the yang energy. So allow this time to be a time where we cultivate more slowing down. And as we do, it's going to bring up a lot, But as we make our way into this new existence, we recognize our reality becomes one of a much greater harmony. We may see structures deconstruct. We may see certain systems entirely change. That we don't know just yet, but what we do know for sure is that we are transitioning into a very beautiful time that is bringing the entire collective, earth, planet, humanity, civilization into a more harmonious way of living. We are bringing in the divine feminine, which is what we have been working towards for many, 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 many years because it is the dominance of the divine masculine, the overdominance of the divine masculine is the energy that breeds war, that breeds aggression, that breeds killing. So what a beautiful time to be alive. What a beautiful time to be able to witness this transformation. I hope this can be of some help to you all. And again, thank you so much for tuning in um, and, and for your continued support and messages that I receive via Instagram. If you are on Instagram and you want to share your comments or thoughts, please do DM me. It's a beautiful time to stay connected uh, you can find me on Instagram at Luna Oniari, which is L-U-N-A-R-O-N-I-Y-A-R-I. We are also launching Lifespace online from tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th of March. So anyone that is wanting to cultivate more yin practices, we have all of our favorite teachers coming on there starting from tomorrow, um, offering breath work, meditation, gentle vinyasa flows. Um, I'm going to be holding some sound and some yin yoga as well. And uh, so you can connect to us there on lifespacehealing.com. If you sign up to our newsletter, you'll find a lot of our... uh, uh, Sorry, my sister just tried to come in the room. If you sign up to our newsletter... Um, you, you will be notified of when we have any new things coming up on the website so if you'd like to experience uh, any practices to help sort of ground you and bring you back into your centre, we are offering quite a lot there, in the meantime stay safe please stay at home for not just the health of ourselves but the vulnerable the elderly and the health of everyone working in our healthcare systems who are overworking at the moment um and need their rest also and i hope to continue to connect with you all and i will be back very soon